Good morning, everyone. Welcome. We're glad you're here today. Uh, it's good to be in God's house with God's people today. Uh, we welcome our guests, especially this morning. We hope that you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship God together. Uh, you're very special to us, and, and uh, we're glad that you're here. Um, a few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, I'd like to remind everyone of the attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to fill that out and check off the appropriate boxes and uh, give us your name and address and uh, any other uh, information that you feel comfortable giving to us and so we can have a record of your attendance with us. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter that comes out every Thursday, please give us your email address and we'd be glad to put you on our list. A few other things uh, that I have to, that I need to call to your attention. Um, we have, some of you may recall that a, a year or so ago, was it last year, a year before last? Two years ago, uh, our own pianist, Jika Crafton, she popped her head up when I said that, uh, cut, cut this, uh, this CD, Notes of Noel, which is a Christmas CD. And I don't know if you realize it or not, but Christmas is right around the corner. And this is absolutely a beautiful CD with some uh, uh, some uh, piano arrangements of some beautiful Christmas carols and makes a great gift and it makes a good uh, listening tool in your car as you drive along and listen to Christmas music. We still have a few of these available. I think there are eight of them available. And so you can see Nibby uh, to purchase one of these, only $5, only $5. So... Uh, that is a deal. So um, a couple of other things. Uh, this is the week of Thanksgiving, and so we will not be having services on Wednesday. We will, be, we will not have any dinner. We will not have Bible study or anything on, on Wednesday because we figure that you'll probably are preparing your turkey that night. And uh, thank you very much. And, um, and so there will be no services on Wednesday. However, on Tuesday night... We are going to be having our Upwards Awards ceremony Tuesday evening at 6 o'clock, and that will be at South Middle School. Uh, our Upwards program is over for this year. Our, our season is over. We played our last games yesterday, uh, but our award ceremony will be Tuesday at 6 o'clock at South Middle School. Our entertainment will be Tony Wolf, uh, who we had here a couple of uh a couple of years ago, and he's a great entertainer, uh, real high energy. The kids love him a lot, and I hope that you can make it for that evening as well as we uh, celebrate our uh, good season in Upward and, and uh, celebrate our children and give them their awards for the year. Um, I believe we have a skit or something to go along with our uh, challenge for the, for the season here. Good morning, Sybil. Happy Hi, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. So, Greg, do you guys have your venue together? Have you thought anything about decorations? I got a great idea. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're getting just a little ahead of yourself, aren't you? After all, what was the score last week? Weren't we ahead by a few? Well, we women, uh, you know how you men are. We got to let you guys win. Wait but a minute. Notice we didn't let you get too far ahead. Wait a minute, darling. You women didn't let us get ahead anything. We earned that and worked for it. 
I think you all need to get your menu together. Some filet mignon, a twice-baked potato, a nice salad, some fancy dessert. You can look at Donna Stunda's thing in the paper this week if you needed to get some ideas. <laughs> now, don't you us underestimate the power of a woman. We aim to win a delicious dinner, and t Timmy needs to be here. Okay. All right. Well, actually, all that aside, the real winner of this competition is Community Christian Outreach. Yes, let's everybody, women and men, I guess, as well. Let's do everything we can to bring in more than a 1,000 items for Dottie's group this month. And with that said, I guess we'll find out what today's numbers are. <laughs> All right, we don't have our drum roll again this week. However, uh, I will give you the numbers that I was just handed. And they are, for, the, uh, for this week, our challenge was to bring... Hamburger helper, tuna helper, chicken helper, those kinds of meals for Christian outreach. And uh, the numbers that were brought in during this week up until just before the service are the women, 159, and the men, 182. <laughs> uh, ladies, you're falling further and further behind. <laughs> and all I can say is I am looking forward to that Valentine's meal. <laughs> Thank you so much. But as, as uh, Sybil and Greg said, the, the true winners here are um, it's the Christian outreach, Henderson Christian outreach, and the needy people who use their services for food. And so we're grateful for for you bringing that in, and, um, and we're grateful for uh, the privilege of being a part of God's ministry and helping people in need. So with that in mind, uh, there is one thing, one other thing, uh, actually two things. Jico wanted me, wanted me to make sure that you knew that the proceeds of this goes to the church and not to her. <laughs> okay, just to get that, just get that squared away there. Uh, one thing that we need to, to do at this point is to... Um, is to have our deacon election. So if, uh, if our guests will bear with us for just a moment for our members, we need to uh, have our deacon election. I hope everyone has received a, uh, a deacon election ballot as you came in. And we got people to take them up. Okay, we got some, uh, some deacons that are ready to receive that ballot. So if you would go ahead. Uh, on the reverse side of your ballot, you will see the expectations of a deacon. And so I hope you've had an opportunity to, to look that over. Um, and, uh, and what you will need to do is on the side with the names on it, circle five names, five names, no more than five names, because if you, if you circle more than five names, then the ballot becomes um, invalid. Okay, and we'll have to toss that out. So circle five names on this and five names only. And if you will do that, um, then our deacons will pass that, will uh, collect those. And we'll announce our, um, our tally later on.
Okay, do we have everyone's ballot now? I'll have a few more over here. Everybody, everybody turn your ballot in. Okay, all right. I, um, I, I was, it was brought to my attention a minute ago that I uh, kind of skipped a part of our worship service here, and it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, so sorry about that. But we will continue on with our responsive reading. Let us read responsively together. Let us give thanks to God for all God's gifts, for the beauty and wonder of your creation in earth and sky and sea. For all that is gracious in the lives of men and women, revealing the image of Christ. For our daily food and drink, our homes and families and our friends. For minds to think and hearts to love and hands to serve. For health and strength to work and leisure to rest and play. For all valiant seekers after truth, freedom, and justice. We thank you, Lord. For the communion of saints in all times and places. We thank you, Lord. Above all, we give you thanks for the great mercies and promises given to us in Christ Jesus our Lord.
Good morning. I'm glad to see all of you here this morning. Have you ever had anything that, something that you wanted and you wanted it really, really bad, and you thought, if I got this, this would make me so happy. If I got this one thing, it would make me just so happy. When I was about your age, I wanted a chemistry set more than anything in the world. I thought if I got this chemistry set, somehow in my mind I had decided one day I'd be a great chemist. Now, why I even thought that, I don't know. I didn't even like science. But I had seen it on TV, and they just made it look just magnificent. I would be able to get this chemistry set, and I would be able to do all these experiments, and I would make all these wonderful things. And so my birthday was coming around, and I asked my mom and dad, I said, I want a chemistry set more than anything in the world. And so it was a few days before my birthday, and my mom went over to the neighbor's house, and I was home all alone. And I knew where my mom had put my birthday presents. So she put them in the top, very top of the closet in the utility room. So I watched her go across the yard and go into the neighbor's house. So I went into the kitchen and I got a kitchen chair and I pulled it into where the utility closet was and I got in the chair and I climbed up in the chair and I looked up in the top of the closet and she had all my presents covered up and I peeked under there and there was the chemistry set. I knew I was going to get the one thing that I wanted so much. So my birthday comes and I've got all these presents wrapped up and I open all my presents. There was no chemistry set. Well, I couldn't let my mom know that I had peeked, so I was just like, and she's picking up all the wrapping and everything, and I'm still just sitting there, and she's like, well, did you expect another present? And I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, uh, did you think there'd be another present? And I'm like, because I can't let her know that I peeked, but... Apparently, somehow, she knew. I, I still, to this day, don't know how she knew, but she knew I peaked. Well, in the end, parents know. How do they know? I don't know sometimes. So, in the end, she gave me the chemistry set, but I felt really guilty because I should not have peaked. That was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. And I played with that chemistry set for about two weeks, and then it just kind of got shoved to the back of a closet somewhere. And, you know, that chemistry set was fun for two weeks, but it wasn't a happiness that lasted. In our lives, the happiness that lasts are the relationships that we have with our friends and our family. And when we think, well, there's just this one thing in the world that's going to make us happy, that's going to be just a short-lived happiness because things cannot make you happy for a long period of time. At Thanksgiving each year, my mom wants us to go around and we say what we're thankful for. And never at any Thanksgiving has anyone in my family ever said they were thankful for a thing, a material object. They're always thankful for their friends, their family, their dog, 
their cat. Maybe someone in their family's been sick that year and maybe they've gotten better. They're thankful for their parents. The things that we're thankful for in our lives are those relationships that we have with others. Now, Tuesday, as the preacher said, is our Upward Award celebration, and several of you here have participated in Upward either this year or in previous years. And you know our model with Upward, every child is a winner. And what makes you a winner is when you decide to be on God's team. Whenever you accept Christ into your heart, and then whenever you take those gifts, because the best gifts that you're ever going to receive are the gifts that God gave you. The day you were born, God gave you your mind, your heart, your body, all those wonderful gifts. God gave you your family. As you grow, go through the years, God gives you your friends. You take those gifts and you combine those gifts with other people and you become a part of God's team and that's when life's going to be really special for you. So this year, for 2010, I was thinking, well, what am I thankful for? And I'm very thankful for each and every one of you. I'm thankful that we've had a good year at Upward. And I want to, we prayed earlier today for the Upward celebration. And the Upward ministry is a ministry where we definitely have to combine our brain, our heart, our arms, our legs, our feet, the volunteers of Upward, we use all the gifts that God has given us in that ministry. So what I brought you today, these are prayer pins for Upward. You can each take one, and this will remind you to pray for all the Upward families this week, okay? And everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.
is this door that it may prove ever open with joy and Our scripture is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to 
to perform the works of God. Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he, whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate of the manna in the wilderness. As it was written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. It is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. From the, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to him, to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. May God add his blessings to this reading of his scripture. Let us pray. God, we chase each other. We chase things. We chase wants. We chase ourselves, it seems, this time of the year. I ask that you give us calmness. Help us to remember all those things that we have to be thankful for. We have the gift of life, the bread of life, which is you. What more do we need? God, we ask that you be with Dorothy and Ronnie this morning. We ask that you be with those in our family who, for whom this Thanksgiving and, and Christmas season will be hard. Grant them sweet memories, O oh God, and grant them courage. Help them to eat the bread of life. You, thank you for loving us all the way to the cross. And we pray this name, this prayer in your name.
share a little something with y'all this morning, this week being Thanksgiving and on there's so many things that we are thankful for, I'm sure. And one of those things that we're thankful for is our children. And today I got a little special blessing on that because every time I'm asked to pray during a worship service, they know that I'll write down a prayer just so that I don't get mixed up while I'm praying. And so my two children were sitting in the front room with me this morning and Katie said, she started writing a prayer down. And I said, would you like to come up with Dad this morning and pray? Do your little prayer with me? Well, I don't know. She's a little hesitant. I'm scared. Before I knew it, Jerry had wrote him a little prayer too. And I said, why don't you both come up there and do it? And why don't you all say your little prayer? Daddy will be up there with you before Dad says his. And they were very simple and to the point of being thankful. Needs to say, Dad's up here by himself. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. That was a blessing today. And if you don't think for a minute that God's watch, not watching you, God's watching you, and so are your children. That's true. Pray with me. Loving God, we come to you in thanksgiving knowing that all we are and all we have is a gift from you. In faith and love, help us to do your will. We are listening, Lord God. Speak your words into the depths of our souls that we may hear you clearly. We offer to you this day all the facets of our lives, whether it be at home, at work, at school, to be patient, to be merciful, to be generous, to be holy. Give us the wisdom and insight to understand your will for us and the fervor to carry out our good intentions. We offer our gifts of time, talent, and possessions to you as a true act of faith to reflect our love for you and our neighbor. Help us to reach out to others as you, our God, have reached out to us. Amen. Amen. When we are no longer hungry, when our thirst has been quenched, when we are safe from the elements and from danger, still we want more, more money, more possessions, more prestige. These desires are inevitable, but for some, the ambition for more never stops, and the complaining never fades. For some of us, our ambition for more never stops, and our complaining is never quieted. The one sure way to stop complaining 
and to restore a life of com contentment is gratitude. <clears throat> gratitude sets aside our struggle for more and celebrates the blessings of our lives. <clears throat> gratitude warms the heart and brings a sweet aroma to our souls. <clears throat> when we name each blessing and give thanks to God, we are saying, we did not earn this, but we enjoy these blessings that come only by God. These moments of gratitude can grow into a lifestyle of continuous thanksgiving. Our discontent can be quenched. Our complaining will cease. We no longer fuel our unhappiness by counting all we do not have and by measuring the reasons we should be unhappy. Our minds will be rescued from our fueling our despair by taking inventory of all our unfilled needs and our difficulties. Then we can bask in the glow of God's blessings, the people we love, our needs that are filled, the blessed moments we enjoy, and the beauty of thanksgiving itself will lift our spirits, disperse our anger, and inspire us to tune our hearts and raise a fresh new song, a song of gratitude to the source of all goodness the one true fountain of every blessing. Aren't we all thankful today? We have much to be thankful for. One of my favorite Peanuts cartoons is one that came out some years ago, just before Thanksgiving. Seems that uh, Lucy was feeling sorry for herself, and she laments, My life is a drag. I'm completely fed up. I've never felt so low in all my life. And so her little brother, Linus, tries to console her and says, 
Lucy, when you're in a mood like this, you should try to think of things that you have to be thankful for. In other words, count your blessings. To which Lucy says, ha, that's a good one. I could count my blessings on one finger. I've never had anything and I never will have anything. I don't get half the breaks that other people do. Nothing ever goes right for me. And you talk about counting my blessings. You talk about being thankful. What do I have to be thankful for? So Linus says, well, for one thing, you have a little brother who loves you. And with that, Lucy runs and hugs her little brother as she cries tears of joy. And while she she's hugging him tightly, Linus looks out from the frame and says, every now and then I say the right thing. <laughs> Welcome to this celebration of Thanksgiving. This week is a time for us to count our many blessings. And for many of us, our focus will be on the material things like our warm house, our comfortable car, our stylish clothes, and a, a table spread bountifully before us. And yet, as our scripture for today will tell us, in the long run of things, these are the least important of all of our blessings. Our lesson for today comes from the Gospel of John. It takes place just after Jesus has taken five small loaves of, of bread and, and two small fish and used them to feed about 5,000 men and an unknown number of women and children. Amazing is too small of an adjective for such an extraordinary feat as this. But, but now, after this miracle that Jesus has performed, the crowd is seeking after Jesus in earnest. Well, Jesus is not impressed with their sudden interest. I tell you the truth, he says, you are looking for me because you ate your fill of the loaves. And then he gives them this word of warning. He said, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For it is on him that God, the Father, has placed his seal of approval. What Jesus is saying here is beware of focusing on the physical, material blessings of your life. My friends, the material things of life may be nice in the short term, and they are indeed a blessing for which we should be thinking, should be thankful. But these blessings, like a chemistry set, are generally trivial and, and transitory. They, they are here. We enjoy them for a while, and then they are gone. It is cliche. It is a cliche, of course, to say that money cannot buy you happiness. But the proof is bountiful. There are many, many people who are materially blessed, but they are miserable in their lives and in their spirits. Jim Burns, in his book titled Radically Committed, tells about an incident that took place several years ago in New York City, when the New York City Police Department was called to a building where a woman was threatening suicide. She was standing on the ledge on top of a 54-story building ready to jump to her death. But she didn't look the type. She didn't look the type with her expensive dress and her distinguished appearance. But every attempt to convince her to, to get down from the ledge was unheeded. And so one of the police officers called his pastor to ask him to pray. 
So his pastor came over to see if he could help in any way. And, and when this wise old minister surveyed the situation, he asked the, the captain if he might try to get close enough to talk with her. And, and the captain kind of shrugged and said, we don't have anything to lose. But as the pastor started walking towards the woman, she screamed and said, don't come any closer or I'll jump. And so the minister backed off, took a step back, and, and he called out to her and he said, I'm sorry that you believe no one loves you. Well, this got her attention. And it also got the attention of the suicide squad because it was such an unorthodox approach. The pastor went on to say, your grandchildren must never give you any attention. And at this statement, the woman took a step towards the pastor and emphatically replied, my family loves me very much. And my grandchildren are wonderful. I have eight beautiful grandchildren. And so the pastor took a step forward and he said, but, but then you must be very poor to be so desperate as to want to jump. Well, she, she looked at, at her plump body and, and her very nice dress and said, do I look like I'm in need of a meal? We live near Central Park in a beautiful apartment. And, and so the pastor took another step forward and, and he was now within three feet of her. And, and he asked, then why do you want to kill yourself? And her surprising reply was, I don't remember. The pastor had helped this woman to turn her focus off of her problems and on to her reasons to be thankful. They continued for, to talk for a while and, and she even showed him pictures of her grandchildren and with lengthy descriptions of each family member. And, and a year later, she serves as a volunteer on a suicide hotline, helping other people to choose a life of thanksgiving. My friends, as you sit at your beautiful home before a table that is loaded with tasty food this week, do not assume that these are the blessings that count most in life. They are nice. But they are not the blessings that count the very most. This woman needed to focus on the things in her life that really and truly mattered. And then her blessings became obvious. And the one thing that really matters most in all of our lives is our relationships. Our relationships with our family, with our friends, with each other. And our relationship with God. My friends, people who, who feel loved can be happy in almost any circumstance. But people who focus on anything else are guaranteed to, to experience tremendous heartache because everything else is just temporary. Heidi Newmark, in her book titled Breathing Space, tells about having lunch with a little 10-year-old girl named Danielle. It seems that Danielle's mother had died from an asthma attack after uh, brought on by smoking crack. And uh, Danielle has 11 brothers and sisters, some of whom were, were older and able to take care of themselves. And some of them were, uh, were sent off to live with some relatives down south. But that left five parentless children in their home. And so an uncle, known to be a compulsive gambler, moved in. 
Rumor had it that his main interest was in using the children to get money for his habit, but Newmark does not know if that was true or not. But she did know that there was little affection and there was little attention shown to these children at home except for what they offered each other, which was considerable. Three of the youngest were in the summer program at Newmark's church. And and one hot summer day, when a swimming trip was the field trip of the day, that was planned for the afternoon, Danielle was brought into Newmark's office that morning in tears. and, And it turned out that she did not own a swimming suit. And so they decided that it would be all right to skip the morning math lesson and go out and buy a swimming suit. Well, the trip took them out over lunchtime, and so they stopped at McDonald's where Danielle ordered a a Happy Meal. And and she got up, and she came back with some extra napkins, and then she began to divvy up that small bag of French fries into five little piles, each in its own napkin. Well, Newmark asked her what she was doing, and she said, My sisters and my brothers will be sad if they find out that I got French fries and they didn't. And so I'm taking some home to share. Sitting there in McDonald's with Danielle, says Newmark, I felt rich. My friends, friends, Danielle knew what is important in life. And it's not cars. It's not our house. It's not clothes or even a turkey at Thanksgiving. What is truly important in all of our lives are the people who love you and the people who you love. And what is of utmost importance in all of our lives is also our relationship with God. A few years ago, someone broke into the home of Christian author and evangelist uh, Anne Graham Lotz. She's the daughter of Billy Graham. And the robbers took everything of value in her home. And as you can imagine, it left Anne with a deep sense of fear and, and instability. But the night after the break-in, Anne lay awake and and she contemplated her fear. She thought about it. But then she recalled a verse of Scripture from 1 Peter and she concluded that even if the robbers took everything of value from her home, she still had an inheritance in heaven that could never be taken away from her. And so with that, all of her fears were gone and she fell asleep counting her blessings. Here is an alphabetical list of blessings that she came up with. Anne realized that she was accepted by God, beloved by God, chosen by God, delivered by God, enlightened by God, forgiven by God. She discovered that she had the grace of God. Hope for the future, inheritance in heaven, justification, knowledge of God, love, mercy, nearness to God, oneness with God, peace, a quickening of the spirit. She reminded herself that she was redeemed, sealed with the Holy Spirit, treasured by God, united with other believers, validated as an authentic child of God. And in conclusion, she decided that she has God's wisdom and one day she would be exalted with him. (laughs) Well, that's one way of counting your blessings, I suppose. The people who followed after Jesus, after the multiplication of the fish and the bread, they were fixated on the physical miracle. 
But what Jesus wanted them to focus on most was the faith that produced that miracle. They were fixated on the bread and the fish. But he wanted them to understand that there was a new bread from heaven and he was it. He says to them, for the the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, sir, give us this bread. And he declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In other words, only one thing really matters, and that is our relationships. Relationships with one another, and especially our relationship with God. And so the blessing that we need to focus on this morning, they are not of a, of a physical nature, but emotional and spiritual. Now, this is a hard sell in a land such as ours with so much abundance. Linda Kuhlman wrote these prophetic words in U.S. News and World Report. She said, we are a nation that believes in having it all. In 1950, American families owned one car and saved for a second. In 2000, nearly one in five families owned three cars or more. Americans shell out, listen to this, Americans shell out more for garbage bags than 90 of the world's 210 countries spend for everything. America has double the number of shopping malls as it has high schools. But our obsession with stuff carries a hefty price tag because the average American family devotes a full one-fourth of its spendable income to outstanding debts. And the downside of all of this is that our addiction to so much stuff can actually make us less grateful than if we had very little. My friends, if your feeling if your feeling of, of gratitude today has any relationship to the size of your bank account or the number of toys that you have, then you may never truly really experience the spirit, the true spirit of, of thanksgiving. Edward Marquardt once put it like this. He said, a danger, a great danger in living in a materially abundant world is that we come to expect the material abundance and we no longer feel a deep gratitude in our hearts. To illustrate at your house, have you ever experienced a Christmas where a child has just received 10 Christmas presents and then asked, is that all? Isn't there more? And then the next Christmas when the child is older and they receive only five gifts, they say, well, it wasn't quite as good as last year. When a person receives so many presents, they they no longer have that deep inner gratitude, but but rather they develop an expectation of more. But in contrast to that, if a person has never received a present at all and, and suddenly receives one present, that person is overwhelmed with delight at that one gift that he or she has received. So you see, our very affluence may seal us off from God. And we may end up depending more on our material blessings than on our connection to God to provide us with both happiness and security. 
Randy Elkhorn tells about a persecuted Romanian pastor who told a group of ministers this. He said, in my experience, 95% of Christians who face the test of persecution will pass it. But 95% of those who face the test of prosperity will fail it. And I know that this is a hard message for Thanksgiving. I'm supposed to simply remind you to be thankful for your blessings. But folks, if you're thinking of your blessings in terms of your high-definition TV and your new iPad, then you're going to miss it altogether. Instead, what we really need to be thankful for is the people who love us and the people who we love. What we really need to be thankful for is that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So count your blessings this week. But as you do, don't let them be focused so much on the material things that you have. Count your spiritual blessings this week. Because my friends, if you focus on them, that's when you will truly understand what real gratitude is is all about. Amen. We have come to that portion of our service where we will observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. So I'll ask our deacons to come forward and take their places. We invite all who are uh, a child of God to participate in this. We observe open communion here. And so anyone and every one of us are welcome at the Lord's table. I could not envision God turning anyone away from God's table. And so you are welcome to this place and you are welcome to the table of the Lord and to receive the bread from heaven. Our scripture lesson um, for today tells us that I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Now, of course, that passage of scripture is talking about Christ himself. It is not a physical bread that Jesus is talking about here. He performed the miracle of taking just a few loaves of bread and feeding many thousands of people with that. But that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about here is the fact that God sent him to this earth to be the bread of life. And we as God's people are called to consume this bread of life. And what we mean by that is that We take the teachings of Christ, we learn from them, we take them into our minds, we take them into our hearts, but most importantly, we take them into our lives and we live them. We consume the bread of heaven, which God has sent to us 
And that is Jesus Christ who came to proclaim a kingdom that we are a part of. And it's a kingdom that He wants for our whole world. And so as we observe the Lord's Supper today, let us remember what God has done for us. God loved us so much that He sent His only begotten Son. And all we have to do is to believe and to be faithful to this Son and to His teachings. We will have eternal life. Let us ponder that as we observe the Lord's Supper today.
the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread and he broke it. And he gave thanks for it, which is what we do today. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. Also in our scripture passage for today, Jesus said, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. This is the bread of heaven, the fruit of the vine that we share. This is symbolic of that that food that endures for eternal life. For you see, it is because of what Christ has done for us. It is because of his death on the cross. It is because of his resurrection that we can be happy, that we can live abundant lives, that we can live eternal lives. And we are grateful for that because that is a spiritual blessing for us today. So let us ponder what Christ has done for us today as we continue in our celebration of the Lord's Supper.
In the same way also after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, this is the blood of a new covenant. Take and drink. As we have observed the Lord's Supper today, we have symbolically portrayed what Christ has done for us. He gave His body. He gave His blood on our behalf. These are the spiritual blessings for which we are tremendously thankful today. And we are grateful that God loved us so much that God would do this on our behalf. We're going to give you an opportunity to respond in some way if, if the Spirit is leading you. We're going to uh, sing together for the fruit of all creation, number 643. And if there's someone here who's never made a commitment to Jesus Christ, I hope you'll do that today. As an act of thanksgiving to God for what God has done for you. Or perhaps you're looking for a church home to be a part of. We invite you to unite with our church this morning. Or maybe you just need a time of prayer. There are difficulties that many of us are facing, and we all benefit from the prayer of each other. So if God is dealing in your heart in any way, we invite you to come together as we sing number 643, For the Fruit of All Creation. Would you come? As we go from here, let us go with thankful hearts always. Let us go with thanksgiving for our friends, for our family, for those we love and those who love us. Let us go with thanksgiving for what you have done in our lives, O God. Let us have gratitude in our hearts to the Lord. Let our lives overflow with praise And the God of all love and all of grace, the giver of every good and perfect gift, will fill our lives with the happy songs of joy. In Christ's name we pray.
Thank you. 